0: Chris, how's it going? How are you doing today?
1: Good, good. Uh, I'm, I'm interested about the uh, Bezos activity here.
0: Yeah. So everybody knows uh, Bezos shot himself up into space in this rocket with his family, I guess his brother, his mom, and some other people. Uh, well, what did you think about? I mean, we had this, we had Bezos, and then we also had the guy from Virgin Atlantic. He also <clears throat> did his money shot.
1: The, uh, yeah, this is, uh, definitely, uh, wasting a lot of money just shooting him a- up into space, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, uh the, 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 metaphor and, uh, yeah, I, um, I, I you know, I, I, think that's, a an apt allusion for, for this kind of show, the spectacle, uh, that, that he put on or he, he's done, which, uh is purely for, uh, his, his own amusement and maybe, you know, some of, some of his acolytes. Um, yeah. And and it's the, the, the term itself is, is funny and, and, and what it, what it is. And I, I don't understand kind of why that's the, um, highlight of, 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 a, of a porn where, I guess this is supposedly for straight men to watch this other straight man have an orgasm on, on the screen. So yeah. uh, there's a lot of kind of similarities to these other kind of uh, machismo or, 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 or whatever is watching uh, Jeff Bezos blast himself off into a space or partial space and fall back. <sighs>
0: Yeah. So, OK, so according to Urban Dictionary, uh, a money shot, uh, pulling one's penis out of whatever hole it is in for the following ejaculation to hit the recipient normally in the face. OK, I don't know any no no woman has ever asked me to do that. OK, I've, I I don't I I can't imagine how that would be pleasurable to me. That would just be like immensely weird, awkward and stupid. Uh, unless OK, maybe for like if you're in the BDSM, maybe somehow that's enjoyable, but the average no no woman i know has ever asked me to do that has ever said oh yeah gee i would like to have that happen to me i'm looking forward to that experience it's complete illusion it's a complete illusion so to me uh bezos thinking hey this is great i'm shooting myself up into space i'm you know burning up all these fossil fuel while the the planet is literally burning uh while we're like entering into the next level of like global warming and like societal collapse and it's like this and this is like his like oh i'm retiring from being ceo this is like my grand finale of my career uh to me it's just it's a complete illusion it's complete like capitalist like crazy in the head uh deal that only someone who's like just totally out of touch with reality would think this is something good to do, or think that this is like a pleasurable thing for people to enjoy. Uh,
1: these are the the people who are shelling out a quarter million dollars for a five minute, uh, ride in the, the atmosphere. Uh, yeah. you know, these are the people who are, you know, enjoying it, you know, or, 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 or more, I'm not sure what the, the price tag was, but it was exorbitant and, uh, only the elite of the elite of the elite is going to think of spending that much money for you know 10 minutes of looking down on everyone else and you know having a joy ride
0: yeah he said like no. at the end of, he said at the end he's like oh best day ever and it's like <laughs> <laughs> best day ever like i went to like uh, the i went to Six Flags and rode the roller coasters or something it's like so but I think that this is the thing is like he's so out of touch. It's like, okay, in a way, he's like showing how rich he is, he's showing how powerful he is, he's showing, you know, in his mind he's thinking, wow, I'm so smart. I'm so I'm so smart because I figured out a way to do online shopping and make a lot of money. And I'm so smart because I figured out how to do space like without needing the government. And you know, I'm so smart because I was able to like go up into this rocket ship. So it's like, and then he's saying, okay, well, you know, I want to like make it to where we can create industry in space. Like whatever industry is polluting, we're going to do it in space instead of on earth. So again, that's like totally unrealistic. And it's just like, he thinks he's doing something smart or like the cutting edge of human evolution or whatever. And I see it as like, no, this is just like, totally bought into materialism totally bought into capitalism totally bought into like the idea that happiness equals consumption or happiness equals Mm -hmm. like the ability to manipulate the material world the way i want to manipulate it it's and so this is the other thing like at at the end of the launch he's like oh i want to thank all the amazon workers and all the amazon customers for making this possible okay so he's like he's saying you know this is something everybody like wanted me to do or we're all in this together you know it's like i'm i'm with you i'm i'm part of you uh i'm i'm expressing something on your behalf no it's 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 him forcing everyone to buy into this illusion of like mass consumption is a good thing capitalism is a good thing uh we're all in this together as consumers or we're all in this together as workers uh aren't i a good guy and it's like no it's like (laughs) you're you're like forcing people to have miserable jobs you're forcing people to make meaningless stuff the planet is like being eaten alive in consumption of useless things and then you're trying to say yeah we're all in this together it's like no like no we're not
1: well my amazon uh deliveries have paid for his way into space uh you know i uh amazon it's it's really been such a a monster i remember uh long long ago when i thought amazon was the underdog way to undercut the uh the big bookstore and the university bookstore trying to you know sell the the books at uh, exorbitant prices. And here you could go to this little startup business and uh, support the, uh, the internet bookstore. And it's certainly transformed uh, to the complete opposite.
0: Yeah. Bookstores are gone. Uh, <laughs> and, and the Amazon is not doing good because of no. Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon is eating <laughs> the Amazon. So, to me, then, this, this gets into, you know, scientific materialism, which, you know, we talked about on the last episode. It's, it's basically a religion. There's no scientific evidence that uh, consciousness can be reduced to matter. There's no scientific experiment that's been done that shows what happens after you die. It's just a belief. It's not based in actual hard data. They call it the hard problem because it hasn't been solved yet. To me, Bezos, he's, he's as this, you know, billionaire richest guy on the planet. It's like, it's just imperialism continuing forward. And so what I want to point out is how scientific materialism actually goes back to the roots of imperialism to begin with. The first big scale empire is seen as the Persian Empire. Um, and that's when the Persians basically they they conquered the land to the west of themselves and they were able to get to the west of the Nile because they wanted to control the trade between the Indian Ocean and the Mediterranean Sea. So they actually invaded Egypt, they actually invaded Macedonia and Greece, they conquered Athens. Um, they didn't stay in Athens, but they, they at least made everybody like run out of the city or whatever they conquered So the Greek empire that arose in response to the Persian empire was based on Aristotle, his, his scientific materialist worldview, basically. So Aristotle grew up in Macedonia. He was in the court of the King of Macedonia. And then he went and studied under Plato and Aristotle, sorry, Aristotle went and studied under Plato who studied under Socrates in Athens. So that was where he learned, he developed his ability of rational thinking, rational, critical, like, thinking and discussion. And he basically created a methodology. And then when Plato died, he went to the Isle of Lesbos and he did all this research studying animals. And a friend of his was studying plants. So he was basically, like, uh, killing animals and dissecting them or um, just observing them. Then he goes back to the court of Macedonia, and this is when Alexander the Great and his brothers are being tutored by Aristotle because the king had basically created this League of Corinth, which was basically a league of all the the Greek city-states. And their whole purpose was, we're going to get revenge, we're going to conquer the Persians, and we are going to control the trade between the Mediterranean and and the Indian Ocean. So Aristotle taught a just war theory where he said some people are natural slaves, they deserve to be enslaved. He said, when well, he was telling, he taught Alexander the Great, treat the Greeks like your friends and treat the Persians like beasts and plants. Uh, some people should be natural slaves, they deserve to be ruled over. And so true freedom, true democracy for the Greek people means we have to conquer the Persians so that uh, they don't conquer us and they have to be enslaved so they don't enslave us. And so that's, that's, that was his definition of what freedom was. And so he's, he's basically, his, his argument for Greek exceptionalism was based on his scientific research, like his scientific knowledge and the you know, the Greek capacity for rational abstract thought. That was, that was the original exceptionalism that he based. He justified the conquering of the Persians so he, Aristotle thought that the soul emerges from the body, and when the body dies, the soul dies. So he was a, a materialist, a sci- he was the original scientific materialist, basically. And so then Alexander the Great, that was, whether he personally believed that or not, that was like, the Greek exceptionalism was that worldview. Okay, and so then the Romans, before Christianity, they adopted the Greek model of imperialism, and then they, they, they improved upon the Greek model, quote unquote, they improved on it by adding in superior military skill and superior like governance. So the, the Roman empire is is built on the Greek empire, which is built on this scientific materialism, which is a religion because there's no evidence that consciousness can be reduced to matter. So we can say the original Western imperial religion, the, the original Western exceptionalism, Uh, is Aristotle's scientific materialism, and that's that's what the Roman Empire adopted. And the Roman Empire was, you know, it was basically the Romans are a superior caste. They get to extract all this wealth from the, the provinces of the people that they conquer. Later on, they added in Christianity, and that became another excuse or a reason for exceptionalism, and that was based on another superstitious religion that said Jesus is the one and only way to God, the only one and only way to heaven, another top-down superstitious belief system that was used to justify the exceptionalism, that was used to justify conquering other people and enslaving them. So it's the same story, basically. So so what I'm saying is our Western culture, the, the modern Western culture, you know, it threw out feudalism and it was based on anti-clerical movement, right? So it was based on, okay, we're going to get rid of the superstitious Christianity. So the whole the whole French Revolution is like this anti-clerical movement. And they, they took up this doctrine called the civilizing mission that they're going to civilize, uh, you know, they invade Africa, they invade uh, Southeast Asia. And it's like, oh, well, we're civilizing these people because of our superior... Philosophy, Greek philosophy, and scientific materialism. Modernity. Even if you get rid of the Christianity, it's still underneath. It's the scientific materialism that's used to justify modernity, used to justify the scientific revolution, and that, and using that to justify colonialism and extractivism. So, in the United States, um, they started out with a mix of Christianity and eventually darwinism and then now what we can say is separation of church and state we have you know christianity and other religions as quote-unquote religion and we have scientific materialism as uh the non-religion but again that's actually a religion because there's no proof that consciousness can be reduced to matter so bezos justifying what he's doing as like cutting-edge science uh, or justifying what he's doing as the ability to uh, create things with technology or you know the ability of um, industrialization and computers or whatever to do things with is just another continuation of the scientific materialism that's being stuck into a caste system. Now the caste system is capitalism. You have the ruling class, the owners, and then the people that have to work for them Uh, For wages and and you have the United States as the center of the empire and then uh, It creates these zones of extraction That are where you know the raw resources come from or or now the manufacturing happens and those are like the sacrifice zones, right? We we've scientific materialism has cut us off from mystical traditions contemplative traditions it's also like delegitimized indigenous cultures like contemplative practice from like shamanic cultures or like yogic traditions like early buddhism early Taoism. so we're being told happiness only comes from material sensory experience and then now we've hyper that material experience and then it's like we've cut ourselves off from any deeper happiness
1: How very, like, just ignorant and uh, uh, consumed with uh, the the culture's own, our own uh, exceptionalism to think that, you know, any other can't have rational thought or their, their systems just don't have any kind of reason behind them even you know well you know monotheism that's the reasonable way you know so you can even look at the 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 justification of uh non-monotheistic or christian or or jewish or uh, others as totally illogical and that that would you know obviously they they uh, don't know what they're doing so we can go ahead and take advantage of them
0: yeah it's arbitrary
1: yeah i mean I, you know and, and, and of course that's you know it, it's nonsense because they have their you know everybody has their their own their own thing going on it's just uh from from the perspective of whatever self-delusions uh are are inherent in this uh, sort of materialism and christianity or or whatever has done this is uh, you know, just excluded the possibility of, of recognizing that in anyone else or any any other right capacity.
0: Yeah, so so like we have to distinguish between uh, contemplative practice, uh, mystic- mysticism. Um, so we have to we have to separate that out from like this the scholastic doctrine that is used to justify some kind of imperial power structure. Like early Buddhism is, is coming from like a city state yogic system. The Buddha was not like teaching people like, okay, those other people think of them as natural slaves and go conquer them. The Buddha did not teach that. Okay. So like Jesus is more like a city state yogic practitioner. He's not, a imperial scholastic like guy okay so aristotle he's at a he starts out in a city state right greek city states but when by the time he dies he's part of this uh, alexander the great empire so i don't see him as a city state yogic practitioner i see him as an imperial scholastic he's an imperial uh scholar okay Again, not, nothing inherently wrong with scholarship or scholasticism, but when it's part of an imperial power structure, when it's part of justifying uh, some kind of caste system. And then this is the thing. Okay, so I, like i in the research for my dissertation, I'm, I've been like studying. Um, I also, I teach this for this class. So this guy, Maladoma Sameh, who's um, an elder from Burkina Faso, West Africa, And so he wrote his, his uh, autobiography is of water and the spirit. And so he talks about being born in his village, and then he gets kidnapped by this French uh, priest, and forced to go to a French boarding school in West Africa, until he's like, I think 20 or 21. And then he he punches a priest and throws him at a window. on a, it's, a, it's a first floor window. He didn't kill him or anything. He he, uh, so he basically escapes the boarding school and makes it back to his village. And when he gets back to his village, the elders are like, well, now you've learned to read and write and now you've basically become white. Like you're, um, your head has been taken over by the reading and writing. And now you're going to make everyone else try to think the same way you think and you're cut off from your own uh culture and this deeper spirituality that that is coming with our culture so he basically has to go through an initiation ritual like every young man in his village goes through this initiation ritual so he basically has to go through that ritual to reconnect with this deeper intuitive mind that's able to uh like the first the first lesson he has to learn it's like a um I can't remember. It's like two weeks or a month or something like that. It's like a month-long initiation process. And the first lesson is look at a tree and then see the spirit that's in the tree. And so he's sitting there looking at this tree, and he's he doesn't he never sees the spirit. Uh, meanwhile, the other boys in the initiation, they're all like by the end of the first day, they've all seen the spirit. It's not each tree has its own individual spirit. It's not like one spirit. But he's he hasn't he never is able to see it. And it's only when he has this kind of deep, uh, intense crying going on and connecting to his uh, grandfather as an ancestor and this kind of deep emotional opening that then he finally sees the spirit in the tree. And there, and then he has like this real deep experience uh, with this. Um, it's basically a feminine deity in the tree that he connects with. So this same thing in Lakota culture, Native American culture, they have, it's a it's called um, the vision quest. And it's also known as crying for a vision. You're supposed to, you get in touch with like a deep, intuitive, emotional level. There's crying involved. And then it results in somehow you opening up and being able to have a vision, seeing a vision. Or maybe you have like a, a deep level dream or something like that. So Maladoma, his elders, basically they said the, it's not that reading and writing is inherently bad, It's but the way that you learned it, it cut you off from even being able to have a vision in the first place. So it's like an epistemology shift. So our whole Western culture, which is based on reading and writing, and now more and more based on materialism, our our education, our initiation ritual cuts us off from even being able to like have visions or have what we could call like shamanic epistemology experience basically. So first of all, you're not even able to have the experience to begin with. And then after that, then then you get captured by the conceptual mind. And then, okay, everyone has existential angst, but there's nothing you can do about it. You're basically just told to deal with it. There's no deeper mystical like practice. It's just, well, you have this existential length. That's just how it is. And so that that's the basis from that basis, then obviously you're going to not appreciate indigenous cultures. You're not going to appreciate mysticism. You're going to disregard all of that or not take it seriously or be incapable of having the experience if you try to have the experience. Our whole Western materialist culture, we've cut ourselves off from this deeper epistemology. and, And so, yeah, we're all having this existential angst and we take that as the only thing that's real is like, okay, well, I'm born and I'm going to die and that's it, that's, that's all this cultural conditioning. And so I think I see it as like a collective trauma. Like I think, the, I think Aristotle and the Greeks were traumatized by the Persian empire first taking them over. And then, you know, they, they eventually receded, but it's like, instead of like trying to heal from that trauma and get to some deeper level spiritual awakening it's like no we have to conquer them and we have to take them over i think that's the trap that i think that's the trap we're in like our culture is like no we have to have the military otherwise someone else is going to take us over and yeah you know the only superior intelligence is like reading and writing and scholastic thinking so we basically just cut ourselves off from like having a deeper connection with ourselves a deeper connection with the land a, a respect for indigenous cultures are respect for contemplative cultures that have like, um, a mystical tradition, a contemplative tradition. And so then, so that's the trap that we've got stuck in.
1: That, that makes me, um, think about our Western idea of what we consider Western culture, uh, or the West. We have this sort of self-imposed like a teleological Notion about ourselves, um, like you know, the the final the purpose is is here and us and now and anything that happened previously or in the others, you know, the past, the shamanic traditions or these other kind of cultures. Um, that we don't have access to well why would we because they're all just leading up to where we are now and so they were just things uh to be discarded once they're you know they're of no service if you you took that seriously this culture looks at you like you're crazy you might get locked up or you know you'll Mm -hmm. just sort of be um you know uh a little bit different than than most people, uh, you know. By and large, most people are just swept away by the materialistic consumerism and, and things that we have, um, with no yeah, with no real desire even to think about integrating or or looking seriously at, at, at any at any culture in the past or practices or traditions because. Uh, they've been discarded but because we're here now and this is where we're supposed to be this is uh, the shining city on the hill and the the goal line you know
0: yeah this is the apex of human development this is like the cutting edge of evolution yeah like you know now with the neuroscience we know everything about what's happening in terms of emotions and the brain and like no one could anything before now doesn't really know what's going on they think they know what's going on but now we really know what's going on we we can explain it better than anybody else uh, and this is just how it is
1: yeah yeah i mean that's I, I that's really the way that we uh by and large act um as you know these kind of authorities we've made it up <laughs> Uh, and, 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 and there are advances and there is a lot of knowledge and, and, and collected wisdom, but the sort of um, pedestal that we put ourselves upon for having it or have having uh, reaped the benefits of generations that have gotten us to this point uh, is uh, certainly um, a, a little egotistical uh, and yeah. You know I mean it, it, it just does us no 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 good because you really do you cut yourself off you cut everything off uh, the past you no know, connection to history ancestor, ancestry ancestry um, no sort of relationship to uh, the the value structures that that have been, uh, imposed, destroyed, uh, conquered, rebuilt, uh, how they, how they got there. I mean, I feel like, um, we're so willing to just take it, swallow it. It's like candy, you know? I mean, it just goes down so easy. So sugar-coated, uh, to just accept and believe that all this, all this stuff that we think about ourselves and our culture and our Our advancements and knowledge is yeah, that's just the fact. That's just the way it is.
0: Yeah, it's like okay, that's it's the most obvious experience if you haven't gone through initiation and then you've been you know, you've gone through an education system where you've hyper focused on the conceptual mind and you've hyper focused on the sensory world and what you can scientifically measure. So yeah, okay, that that is the obvious like starting point. And then, yeah, okay, there's this fear of death, uh, this feeling of meaninglessness. You know, what's the point of, what's the point of it all? Okay, and so then that leads you to, okay, well, the only thing that's, the only happiness I can get is just, um, you know, sensory experience, like uh, happiness through relationships or happiness through, I mean, it's, happiness is defined through like human relationships and sensory experience. Okay, so, and so it's like, Okay, it's not that that's a bad starting point, it's a bad ending point. (laughs) 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 uh, The Roman Empire, like the ruling elite, it was like, what did they do? They amassed a ton of material wealth, and what did it go into? Building monuments, extreme amounts of luxury goods uh and then just huge distractions like the you know build the Colosseum, the bread and circus Mm -hmm. and it's like well we have this dominant military and so you know the only way you can like excel is through the military or through you know studying greek philosophy that that, like there's this this i'm spacing his name but this kind of famous british historian that was during the enlightenment era and he's talking about the two main languages in the roman empire were greek and latin latin was for the religion and the government greek was uh, science and philosophy and so so that was their cultural language but in okay so of course christianity developed you did you did have mystical traditions you did have contemplative traditions okay so that's that was some good stuff but it was never given a place of priority in the sense of it that that was not allowed to get in the way of the material extraction, and the material consumption, the, the power, the people who are in power calling the shots, they were interested in the material consumption and the military power because that was their happiness because they didn't have any deeper happiness. So, yes, again, the, these immense monuments, this immense extraction of wealth from trade that, that was their only way that they could, they could conceive of what happiness is. I feel like our culture, we're stuck. We, we, we were unable to conceive of happiness beyond those terms. So even though, uh, like socialism, Marxism comes as close as you can get within a materialist worldview of what happiness would be just based on a material perspective, right? So, okay, you have a critique of imperialism there, and that's good. But by limiting, if you're still just basing your worldview on materialism, at the end of the day, it's still just my sensory experience within the single lifetime. And then, okay, how people are going to remember me after I'm gone. So at the end of the day, you haven't gotten into that existential angst. You haven't really uprooted the existential angst. Like, I mean, well, okay. If you think of like different spiritual paths, you have... The path of meditation you have the path of devotion which is like devotion to god or devotion to a guru and then yeah okay you have karma yoga which is like selfless service selfless action so okay so so that is one way of reaching happiness is selfless service is you know if you're a hardcore marxist you are motivated for you know bringing about happiness of others based on you know a, a better organizing organizing of the Of the system of production the means of production and trying to get rid of the hierarchies and the caste system but i'm saying i don't think that's good enough i think at the end of the day there's a deeper human need for some kind of spiritual engagement and some deeper spiritual fulfillment that is not going to get met just by that alone and so there's going to be this human need for that and if you don't provide a way for that to get met the only other way it can get met in a warped way is through the material consumption. So I think that's why we have people like Bezos with billions of dollars is because our system can't, our, the system doesn't have a way for, to channel the energy any other way. That, that's the only way it can go. And so the, the, the Marxist or the socialist argument against that is still only just a rational argument. It's still only a cerebral argument it's not there's not a deeper religious argument uh, about it right so i i just don't think we can bring about the level of transformation we need on the planet just based on a material rational argument i don't it's it's one of the necessary ingredients but it it's not sufficient in and of itself and so this is why i think then that, that we need to look how can we create solidarity between marxism socialism and indigenous culture and uh yogic mystic traditions how can we have those two things be supporting each other as opposed to somehow being seen as like they can't relate to each other so that's that's why i'm really interested in like what's going on in latin america now like say in bolivia where there's like a whole indigenous movement that's a socialist movement i'm interested in seeing how do they connect with their indigenous culture and their traditions, and how do they bring those two things together? Like the Cuban revolution was more just a materialist revolution. The Chinese revolution was more just a materialist revolution. Um, So how how can we keep the anti-imperial critique, uh, keep the commitment to getting rid of oppression by having a ruling ownership class, um, but open up to uh, contemplative practice, mysticism, uh, spirit, uh, spirituality?
1: That's the, that, that's the question. Uh, you know, um, anything that, that uh, is going to come down, fall apart, uh, governments or, you know, societies... They, you know so you have a, a socialist revolution or, or 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 whatnot um as soon as there's that little vacuum that little space um where the the previous power occupied um money comes in you know economics mm-hmm. comes in and that's going to overpower virtually i think anything that 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 um the values that maybe got you to that revolution in the first place. I mean, if we look at all the communist or socialist revolutions that we've had, that's been pretty much the case. They've had a, uh, you know, a a breakthrough, they've overthrown some oppressive uh, system and they've got a new one. That's just, you know, they're just, you know, the emperor's got new clothes on Uh, same thing. So you somehow have to, yeah, it has to be, I don't know that 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 gap that that space that that created that thing that comes in has to be able to withstand that that power uh economic
0: and this is okay this is really interesting because okay i get i get it's 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 extremely difficult to create any kind of socialist culture when you're surrounded by capitalist cultures because it's like the capitalism will just try to destroy it right so cuba's mm-hmm. like from day one america's been you, the u.s has been trying to destroy cuba mm-hmm. ever since the revolution so i totally understand it's extremely hard to create something in the middle of a capitalist uh, hell realm so i'm not and this, so but so this, this this so there's the argument the justification for having a military or having a strong uh revolutionary uh police to get rid of the capitalist imperialists that are trying to take back over again. So what I'm saying is, can we, OK, we need some kind of boundaries or some kind of force. But instead of falling back over into the Aristotle perspective, can we, can we, <laughs> <laughs> Aristotle's like, well, well, we have to kill it. We have to destroy the Persians because they kicked our butt. So we need to kick their butts. So, It's like, okay, well, we've created a a Marxist regime and we need the military to defend ourselves against the capitalists. But what I'm saying is we need some deeper spiritual reality to to take some deeper refuge in so that we can do the bare minimum required of any kind of violence at all. And then whatever violence we do go through, we need some way of healing from that trauma. And so therefore yeah we need some kind of spirituality or contemplative practice like to to consolidate the power and then to to de-imperialize it and to to de-traumatize it basically
1: yeah i mean that's that i mean that's exactly it because whatever I mean, there has to be something to uh support um uh, a group a, a society country um, that is, you know, outside of the the, the system in a, in a way. So you need some some sort of way to nourish people and have them not fall susceptible to a hierarchical so- society. Where, well, okay, we, we have the chance to run in and grab the power, whether they're However, they want to dress their government up and call it what they want to call it.
0: Um, Extractivist. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's what has to, there has to be kind of a rehabilitation program <laughs> for uh, newly. <laughs> uh, 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 I guess, you know, revolutionary society, revolutionary times that you, there needs to be a, a 12 step off of uh, capitalism, off of materialism, off of fascism, whatever, you know, whatever the, the, the yeah. dominant, you know, the, the structure is that that you're susceptible to.
0: We can say, yeah, like set like trauma and addiction and, trauma meaning if from a buddhist perspective if you're breaking the five precepts if you're killing stealing sexual misconduct lying or addicted to substances like on an individual level or a collective level um yeah that that's what we're that's that's what we're trying to get out of and it's like so, so this is what i'm saying like if it's if you're taking the socialist argument and the materialist argument you're just going to keep trying to convince yourself well we just haven't thought about it enough or we haven't done enough education along these lines if we can just convince enough people of our rational arguments <laughs> if we can just build enough solidarity in terms of like labor unions and work and stuff like that that people will just see oh yeah this is way better i should do this so I'm not saying that that's not a core element of what should be happening but again I'm saying that's not sufficient enough. I don't think I don't think it's been a lack of trying to make a rational argument that's the main reason why it hadn't worked. Like it's the the hyper focus on rationalism cut off from a deeper contemplative reality that I think is more the issue and 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 why are we cut off from the deeper contemplative reality is because there's some kind of trauma or addiction that makes it difficult to be to be able just to be present and not be consuming something or again of course we need we have to create space where it's safe to do that
1: uh, yeah. uh you know there's rational arguments for well they've been made since before marx you know but he's the <laughs> greatest articulator <laughs> in, in the modern world of of these ideas and you give these ideas on paper to somebody who doesn't know these things they are going to choose that one because it makes, yeah, it, you know, it, it just makes so much more sense versus, um, you know, such a stratified society with so many economic disparities and such, it, you know, obviously that just doesn't make any sense um, on paper or lived reality. But so, uh, yeah, the, this, They've been trying and making the best arguments that you can make, uh, and it's you know never never been able to get much uh, traction, especially here in the United States. Um, you know, every twenty or thirty years we get uh, half a step forward towards a little more social uh, equality or economic. Well, of course, right now we're at such a great divide. Probably more so than before. Um, But if they give us, you know, uh, a little bit of Medicare or something, we can forget about it for 20 years, and they'll give us something else to satiate us. Um, Yeah, so there has to be a sort of uh, rehabilitative ethical program, ethical uh, system. Ethical, right. yeah
0: so this is okay this is my astrological theory is uh uh the millennials are pluto and scorpio i'm pluto and libra i was born in 72 i'm like at the beginning of pluto libra uh and then i like in the early 80s is like the uh, pluto scorpio generation so pluto scorpio generation uh they're going to be like okay, just to give an example, Pluto and uh, Leo, that's all the hippies. So that's like, they're very good at music. They're very good in, uh, you know, art, dance, performance, creativity, but they're also kind of self-absorbed and narcissistic, and they just think about themselves. Uh, the Pluto and Virgo generation, that's like Obama generation. Um, Virgo is like incremental change, like, and it has to do with health and purification. So like Obamacare, that's like Pluto Virgo, like incremental change. It's a step in the right direction. It's dealing with details, but it's just an incremental change. Okay, so Pluto Libra, like Libra has to do with justice. It has to do with understanding what's just or fair. So people my age and younger, we can understand like social justice just from a a theoretical abstract perspective, we get that. But the Pluto Scorpio has a more visceral understanding of money and power and sex. That's what Scorpio traditionally has to do with. So I think one reason why they are such strong, uh, there's like a whole emerging millennial socialist movement. I think one reason why it's so strong is because they have like an inherent understanding of uh, money and power, and they just inherently don't wanna work for a boss. Like they, they get that on a deep level that other people don't get. And they're way more into socialism than uh, older generations are. Like, so they they've read and studied way more than I ever have of Marxism and socialism. Like, they've fully they've fully grokked it in a way that I haven't gotten it yet. Uh, so I, I bend the knee to the Pluto Scorpio generation for the for these power the scorpionic power that you have. The only thing I'm wanting to add to it, as uh, a Sagittarius, I'm a Sagittarius. That's my sun sign. And the generation younger, the Zoomers, are Pluto and Sagittarius. Okay, so they are about transformation of religion. So if we look at China as an example, early early Taoism in China is very similar to early Buddhism in India. It is a yogic practice. It's dealing with uh, body posture. It's dealing with the breath and the breath energy. It's dealing with the heart mind, and it's dealing with like some form of mysticism, some kind of formless mysticism. The the that early Taoism uh, there you could use what's known as internal alchemy. So early Taoism, they talk about internal alchemy, and so that means they're working with three energies. They're working with Jing, Qi, and Shen. Jing is essence, it's energy becoming matter. It can manifest as sexual energy, but it's also like, how much food are you getting? How much sleep are you getting? How much exercise are you getting? Okay, and then there's breath energy, which is chi. So that's, um, in Sanskrit, it's like prana. So it means breath energy. And then uh, Shen is like heart, mind, which is like awareness or spirit, just like being itself. Okay, so in, in internal alchemy, you're working with all three energies, Uh, for this yogic contemplative practice. Okay, so now there's two ways that the internal alchemy can be used. One is just for health and longevity practice. Mm -hmm. And then the other is for like a deeper spiritual awakening. Okay, so the Chinese culture, they had their own version of scholasticism, which took over as the imperial deal. And so they, they got into Confucianism and a form of Taoism that was more just kind of scholastic philosophy, and it tended to disregard the earlier yogic tradition and this internal alchemy. it was that was like uh, looked down upon as you're just trying to have better sex or you're just trying to live longer or grow your hair out longer, but you're not like doing the real you know deep spiritual awakening or you're not you're not having like the the philosophical understanding that we're having. So what I'm saying then is that same thing happened in Buddhism, that the scholasticism kind of took over and early Buddhism, which is more yogic-based, it's more the based on the body, the breath energy, body sensation, whole breath, whole body-mind system and these like cultivation of breath energy and getting into these meditative states. Okay, so so what I'm saying then is this practice of internal alchemy, I think, is a way to cultivate a collective practice that brings about happiness and well being, health and longevity. Um, it can be used for esoteric sexual practice. Okay, so the Pluto Scorpio people, what I'm trying to tell you is you could be experiencing your Plutonic Scorpio power on a whole other level. that would that would amplify your socialist cause it would put your marxist movement on spiritual steroids uh it would it would it would like completely amplify your overall project because you would you would potentially be generating states of happiness and peace and bliss that are far beyond what you can get from just normal material consumption, far beyond what you can get from porn. Uh, it would serve as a foundation for like much deeper relationships that you can have with people. It would open up a way, a, a whole epistemology that would put you in conversation with indigenous cultures. It would, it would create a way to uh, relate to Chinese socialism, Vietnamese socialism, it would be a way of building solidarity that's combining both the meditation and contemplative practice, happiness and pleasure, relationships, and socialism all together in one, in one thing. So th- this to me, I think, is the way to overcome the trap that we're in is we have to cultivate uh, internal alchemy practice. There's different ways of doing it. There's a celibate way of doing it. There's a non-celibate way of doing it. There's a way you do it where it's just like health and longevity, or there's ways you can do it where it's more kind of these esoteric, like trance states or whatever. I think, okay, so I think the internal alchemy plus, this is the other element I think, is having a body-centered trauma therapy that goes with that. So I think that's one of the main problems. That's one reason why these things never really were able to take hold on a collective level, I think, is because they were just for specialists doing specialized things. It didn't become like a mainstream part of the culture. So I think if we can integrate body-centered trauma therapy with contemplative practice. So this is what traditional Chinese medicine is based on. It's based on the three energies of Jing, Qi, and Shen. It's already there. It's this huge medical system that's already there. It just needs to have its esoteric roots uh, brought back to life and put into connection with, like, body center trauma therapy. I think that combination can form a basis for revamping the education system, uh, revamping, like, the economy from an extractive economy to an economy that's based on care, an economy that's based on contemplative practice and um, connection with uh, the natural world. And it can serve as a basis for... Um, the kind of reparations that need to be done with indigenous cultures and a way of actually understanding a lot of these things, not, I mean, I don't want to glamorize or make generalized statements, but certain indigenous cultures have yogic practices, have their equivalent of like these kind of internal alchemy practices that are there as well. So it's a way of like creating solidarity and having diversity at the same time.
1: Yeah. The, you know, there has to be some other, other thing to latch on to, or, or what are, what, you know, what are we going to do? Just more meaningless consumption, just more and more just completely. Is that what we're going to do with our time? Just mindless, meaningless consumption of things. You know, was that it? (laughs) right (laughs) right right and And, it's like it's just amplified you know more and more and because because the only thing you can do once you have this much is more and more is the only thing that will satisfy More when you have it all is the only thing you want is more there's only that's that's it and so it's just this mind at this point it's just mindless consumption of of everything you know we were talking you mentioned uh, like dating you know look at the kind of way that people are dating now swipe left swipe right it's just you know shopping for for you know people
0: uh, yeah so that's like 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 okay so this is the thing like like the foxcon is in uh chengdu province in china and that's near uh, mount omeshan that's like one of the five holy mountains in in china i went there when i was a monk with tickdown han it's like There's temples all over the mountain. At the peak of the mountain, there's a big statue of uh, the Bodhisattva Samantabhadra. He's like riding an elephant. And it's like, there's an intense amount of like amazing spiritual energy radiating from that place. And it's like a beautiful natural environment. It's like an amazing place. People from the countryside around that place, they're leaving the countryside, they're leaving like that Buddhist culture to go work at the factory the the foxconn factory to make the mobile phones and then uh, what's happening the the people in silicon valley are making the dating apps uh the you know the porn that goes under the phone like this is a complete waste of resources it's like a complete waste of like what possibly could be done with these resources so uh, first of all, can we just make a phone that lasts for twenty years? I don't have to buy another phone. Like, I don't need like I don't need someone shining a phone. Uh, just make a freaking box that works that has a screen on it. Okay. Second, can we have? Uh, can we, okay? This is the thing. This is what I, I I'm asking the Pluto Pluto Millennial Scorpio people. You could make like these ultimate like dating society apps. You could make like. Uh, an astrology Taoist alchemy uh uh dating app that's based on like actual community and like based on like a more holistic understanding of like you know like like we're saying this traditional chinese medicine and like like even like talking about different life stages like we can be sex positive about this we can have like yeah yeah certain stages of your life it's great to have sex with different people like we're not we want to be supportive of that the point is we have to get beyond the psychotic like split of western culture where it's either this catholic christian i have no body sex is bad or uh let me just look at porn all the time and you know just regular sex that's it like that we have to get beyond we have uh, to quote the buddha this okay the buddha didn't mean this the Buddha was not talking about this level of extremes, okay? But the middle way, the middle way is the middle way between harsh austerity and just total indulgence, okay? So we we need to create a sex positive culture that's like like why are we, why are we giving our sex lives to these like uh, people in Silicon Valley making these apps? Or why are we just creating like huge amounts of like incel cell people, uh, all they have is porn. They don't have any way of learning about how to meditate. They don't have any deeper. This is the thing. We, our medical system is, goes back to Aristotle and then, okay, like Darwin, uh, evolutionary biology. That's all we got. This traditional Chinese medicine, it's like Jing, Qi, and Shen. It's like a whole different way of relating to your body, your, your emotions, your spiritual energy this is what we could be teaching people to develop like an actual healthy contemplative life and then actually have like way more meaningful connection through sexuality, through spirituality, whatever. So it's like we, we've, yeah, we, we're getting massively cheated on like what, what could be the, like for what we, the, what we could be doing with our resources, we're getting massively cheated. The, the other thing is, okay, like I'm older, I'm Pluto Libra, so I'm a little bit older, right? Okay. So, that Pluto Scorpio, right now you're young. So the socialist utopia, that is more just kind of like a German club scene where you're just kind of having sex with people and whatever, I get that. Okay, I, I, I'm not, again, I'm not knocking these things. I get that the the Pluto Scorpionic happiness you can have from just raw sexuality. I'm not against that. But my point is, it's a limited game. It, it's gonna run out of time. Look at the, the problem with the baby boomers is that they've run out. Like, we, We still are having to look at like like keith richards and mick jagger try to make music and it sucks because they've like they've they've lost all their energy right they blew all their energy there's nothing left they don't have any they don't have any internal alchemy practice so what i'm saying like the the pluto scorpio now is your time to get in while it's good learn about this kind of stuff to where when you get older you have a way of transcending into to like a, a deeper contemplative practice. And even right now you can like completely expand the, the sexual revolution you could have is way beyond anything that the Pluto and Leo people had is what I'm getting at. If you get into these deeper uh, contemplative traditions and don't just don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I know the messed up, Catholicism is totally messed up like that's that's a lot of bass water that it needs to get rid of but there's a contemplative thing underneath that that needs to be like salvaged right so the, the point I'm trying to get at is if you're just buying into the existential angst and the materialism you're cutting yourself off from like being able to open to this deeper contemplative uh, ground and like this this deeper understanding of of like the possibility of being human. And that, I mean, I say this, just Buddhism in general, this is like what needs to be done in Buddhism in general is like, we need to flesh out this whole realm of experience. And so when we talk about Buddhism, we don't just get abstract or we don't get to where we can't talk about sexuality or whatever. Like we have to like, we have to flesh this whole thing out.
1: Yeah, I think the the potential for um, having um, deeper, uh, much more interesting connections with people. The you know the the ground is fertile, you know, and and young generations have much more awareness in certain areas than any previous generation does, and so the the, the capacity and the potentials and and uh, it's all there. You know, the ingredients are. Are ripe.
0: Yeah. So the thing is, uh, we have to stop buying shit, <laughs> 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 and the shit we do buy needs to be good shit that's built to last. And we need to demand like that it be built to last. Like the the whole model that Bezos presents is like totally like bankrupt. It's complete. It's completely like like we should not we should not accept that as like like the limit of possibility it's, it's it's like that's like that's like the lowest level of possibility yeah
1: you know, it's it's bad it's um it's uh, just an addiction waiting to 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 nab people you know the just using amazon you know if you're not um either frugal or sort of you know methodical about what you're doing you go into amazon and you know, you just have walked into the greatest mall in the universe and everything is a click away and it knows what you want before you know what you want. You know, it's, it's running the algorithms on you. Um, and you can just sit there and click and click and click and satisfy every little desire uh, you, you want there. And um, it, yeah, it, you know, it, 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 it would be so much better to Buy, buy some things that would last, uh, yeah. uh, you know, or, or, or less, less stuff. I mean, you just don't need that, that much stuff.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that that there's levels of happiness that can be experienced without that much stuff. Like, of course I'm not, as soon as someone hears that, they'll say, well, blah, blah, like, no, like, I don't, I don't mean like, obviously we want to make sure everyone has the basics, like, like food, clothes, shelter, medicine, transportation art culture religion spirituality sports you know music dance whatever like all of that is great like we need that like what we need is better quality versions of that so that we're not like so we need like actual ancient traditions of like making food we need that more than we need like mcdonald's like so all we're like (laughs) So this is the thing, though, the problem is people who have the materialist worldview. They think they're doing something ethical because they they're able to face their existential angst and then, you know, do something good in the time that they have. Right. So like Obama, his argument is like. It's a material like, okay, that the, the, the Netflix thing that came out, I can't remember the guy, this music producer. And he made this record label called Sex. And so he says, like, you know, basically happiness is money and sex. So this is like uh, Obama produced this. He's on there. He's getting interviewed by it. He, this is basically Obama saying, he didn't say it himself, but, he, you know, he's it's basically saying happiness equals money and sex. Goodness. So this is the whole neoliberal class. Like they get money and power, the professional managerial class, like that happiness is like, you get some professional job where you're making money and then you know you have a good sex life and then they they put that into the context of like well i'm trying to do something good you know i'm trying to make the world a better place yada 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 but it's like no that just that worldview itself is like part of the whole problem so it's like you may think you're doing something good you may think you're facing your existential angst or you may think you've come to terms with something and relatively speaking okay yeah that's that's better than not facing your existential angst or it's better than like just being a jerk but what we're talking about is there's there's entire traditions that say yes you can face your existential angst you can face death but that doesn't mean that the ultimate conclusion is when you die that's it there's nothing else that you have you have to stay with the fear of death and wait for something deeper to emerge from that. Or you know, engage in some kind of practice where like the chances are that that's possible or like take some psychedelics, but do it in a proper way. Like, come <laughs> on, like, again, we're wasting these resources. We could have like a whole education system where we build in psychedelics into the education system where, yeah, okay, you, you you're able to get beyond your materialist worldview.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, just looking at the early Buddhist path and the, the sort of things that I uh, practice or contemplate in, it's um, you know, uh, death contemplation is a huge uh, part of it. Uh, integrating that um, dimension into into the into your life, it, it it's necessary, and that path then weans you off of specifically you know the buddha talks about money and sex literally and of course monks are forbidden both money and sex (laughs) yeah it's Um, like
0: uh yeah yeah. people just say oh they're just repressed like this is the other thing this is like the freudian perspective of monasticism which is based on the anti-clerical movement which okay i get feudalism bad uh hierarchical caste system christianity bad but You know,
1: it's not, it's not repression because what what they're doing is they're, they're trying to get off the drugs, you know, because there's, there's something better. Yeah. And, and this other stuff is just getting in the way. And if they, if they keep playing around with it, they're not, you know, they're going to keep getting, hanging out with those friends that are getting them in trouble and keeping them up late night and uh, all that stuff. So they're never going to be on that path. So you have to sort of take these things that are and you know if we're talking about the monastics and, and this it's uh money and sex it's not repression it's just that I'm going to take these things and set them aside so that I can actually look deeper so that I can like go further i'm not i'm not pushing right. these away i'm just saying you know what i have something else to do right now
0: yeah and when i was a monk like okay i was using this uh internal alchemy practice i wasn't activating sexual energy but i was using the sexual energy there's a difference between activated sexual energy and like the jing energy being sublimated into the breath energy which gets sublimated into the heart mind energy so i'm actually using all that energy i'm channeling it i'm sublimating it it's going to good use so this okay this is the big problem is people I, okay like imperial catholicism uh which says the body is sin and it's bad and then that and then that results in repression especially when you like suppress the contemplative traditions and then yes that's when you're going to get like the problems with the catholic church i don't want to go into details about so the repression and 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 deviancy let's put it that way I'm not, I, we we need to do research on Buddhism and the monasticism and see whatever stuff's going on that needs to be fixed in there. I'm not saying it's we're, it's going to be just completely clean or whatever, but I am saying that it's, we can't, you can't, you can't just say the two things are the same. You can't just say because Roman imperial Christianity became repressive of the body, that all monasticism is repressive. Uh-uh even within Christianity, you have to look at like different mystical saints or contemplative traditions where they actually were able to have some spiritual awakening. Like, how did they do it? You have to figure out how they did it. As opposed to just throwing the baby out with the bathwater and saying, well, all we're left with is our Greek philosophy. And, uh, we just have to get rid of religion altogether. Uh, All scientific materialism is all we got. That's the only realist perspective. Anything else is, is delusional or repression. And again, so what we're saying is there is no evidence that consciousness can be reduced to matter. So that's, that's a religion. That is a religion. And it's also being used for repression and like negative ends. And, and that scientific materialism is just as good as uh, causing repression or abuse as, as like a mess of Catholicism.
1: Well, it does, you know, materialism does repress. It represses all of your uh, internal uh, other energies and uh, dimensions of spirit and mind.
0: Yeah, you're spiritually suppressed. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, like, yeah, so we're not talking spirituality as like, oh, that's nice spirituality. We're talking about like, (laughs) 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 this is the, the alchemy is, you know, like it is like you're working with intense stuff. It's not like there's no depth or intensity to it, but that's the thing. We we don't, we don't have a living contemplative tradition here with realized masters who, when you're around them, it's just obvious that like, oh yeah, there, there's like this spiritual power going on. All right. I think we've. We've talked it out. We've, <laughs> we've discussed the topic. Any any final thoughts? Any final uh, reflections?
1: <clears throat> Do I have to cancel Amazon Prime? <laughs> right.
0: Well, either we need to nationalize, either we need to nationalize Amazon uh, and take it over, or we have to like like through china through vietnam through someone we need to like have another one take its place but it's got to be like part of uh i mean this this is the the brave new world we have to explore what is what's pre-imperialism or post extractivism uh what's a marxist utopia that's based on pre-imperial epistemology and like post extractivist uh ways of relating to the earth
1: permaculture
0: right yeah
1: uh, permaculture that
0: includes, yeah yeah
1: ways to ways to create uh harmony symbiosis res- restoration
0: yeah inner ecosystem as well as outer ecosystem yeah
1: yeah permanence and not uh you know something that comes and goes some kind
0: of A short-term high that leads to a crash.